all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Someday soon, just after the final chords of rock and roll all night ring out on that Shea Stadium stage, I'll pick up my bass and exit stage right. America will have seen the last of Kiss on stage. America was our home. These were our people, and playing the final shows will be bittersweet, to say the least. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest band in the world, KISS. Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and we are live here in the Kiss Room. Of course, it's the May issue of the Kiss Room. Anybody that knows anything about the Kiss Room knows that the May issue of the Kiss Room is very important. So to join me to celebrate, Bobby Dreyer's back. Yeah! Michael Cavaccini's back. Woo! Happy to be here. So we're having the best time ever. Now look, I'm going to kind of start the show in the way that I usually do on in May is for those of you who don't know, remember if you read the Phantom uh, strip back in the day, for those who came in late, okay, May is big in the history of the Kiss Room in this. Did you know, and if you're my Facebook friend, you know, but did you know that Kiss was scheduled to play here at Montgomery County Community College on May 11th, 1974? If you don't know, Welcome to the Kiss Room. <laughs> Otherwise, the story you might have heard before. I keep joking. Have I told you this story before? So it's funny. Years ago, my lovely wife had gone back to school to become a nurse. And she would go to the library because she was studying to become a nurse. So she's studying. She's improving herself. I'm looking through Rolling Stone in microfiche because I'm an idiot. And I'm looking through these ads, and there's an ad that has Gene blowing fire, and it says Kiss is sending the country up in smoke. There's a list of dates on the left-hand side, and one of the dates, May 11th, 1974, Montgomery County Community College Gym, Bluebell, PA. So I really searched for years trying to figure out, did, it, did they really come here? Like, could I find any evidence of it? And then it was really that Kiss Alive Forever, the complete touring history of Kiss, you know, uh, the book with every date listed. It said, no, this show was indeed canceled. And then my friend Jerry Yarnetsky, who was the librarian over in the Montgomery County Community College Library at the time, he found a clipping that actually says, now here's the context of it. Kiss was not even the opening band. Argent was the opening band. Or was the headline? Headline. Kiss was the opening band. Yeah. So if you go back and read the clip, and if you go to thekissroom.com slash MCCC, you can see the clip itself. And for those of you that aren't, you know, technical, you can actually see it says Argent Concert Canceled. So, uh, you know, that's basically, it says, because the usual thing, lack of money, lack of time, you know, and, and it was canceled. So it never did happen. 
But that is Monaco's almost placing history because when you think about it, for when I started here, and I've been working here since about uh, 1998, so it's 25 years, right? That concert would have happened in the building where I worked. And it might have started off with something like this. You know, for those of you that are paying attention and listening to the Kiss Room, I certainly do appreciate it. And the other thing is, May 11th, obviously, in the Kiss Room calendar is a big one. But today, May 12th, happy birthday, Eric Singer. Why don't we send out a shout-out for happy birthday, Eric Singer, right here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music reminds me.
Yeah, yeah that's right. There's a birthday shout out. Eric Singer, you are here on the May issue yeah. of the Kisser. I got Bobby Dreyer, Michael Cavaccini. How are you guys? I'm doing awesome. great. Now, look, Bobby, world traveler, just back from M3 and Monsters of Rock. Now, of course, as far as KISS fans, they announced next year's Monsters of Rock, or Monster, yeah, Monsters of Rock cruise, March right? With the headliner. With Mr. Ace Freeland. Ace, right. Nice. Yeah, TNT, Tony Harnell. The uh, lineup's great. April Wine is on there. I mean, wow. the lineup is, is going to be, uh, I, I got to say, amazing. You know, it's... Uh, uh, comparing a cruise to these festivals, I got to say it's apples and oranges. The great thing about the cruise, and you and I talked about it today at lunch. Look, they're stuck on a boat like you are. So <laughs> you're at a in the bathroom going, hey, three in the morning, you could have cake being fed to you by Ted Poley on an <laughs> elevator. <laughs> Tucking you in. So look, I mean, it's maybe not totally Kiss related, but you saw a ton of bands in the last two weeks between the cruise and between M3. What are some of the ones that stuck out in your mind? Now, obviously, look, before we go any further, for those of you that tuned into Harem, uh, Bobby debuted two new songs off the new Heaven's Edge, which if you have which is amazing. It came out today, you know, as, we, as we're as we standing here. Sounds incredible. And, awesome and they stuff. picked up that spot for loudness not coming into M3. The band that really hit, hit the chord, and I was looking forward to seeing at M3 as well, but again, you know, uh, due to... Uh, Physical problems, you know. Well, no more pickup basketball games for Nuno. We love Nuno, but Come oh my on. God. But I got to say, Wigwam, amazing. Vandenberg, bands that, you know, were just uh, Jeff Scott Solo and Jeff Beeler. The two of them are the comedic geniuses. And, and you know, just being around, again, Courtney, God, wait, you can't say enough about her. I love the woman to death. Courtney is great. Anybody, if you didn't listen to Harem, you got to go back and listen to the replay. We had a good time. I mean, I had a blast being on the ship, and I got to give a great shout out to Mark Weiss. Mark Weiss, Guy Weiss, and being there with he and Neil uh, Zlozauer. I mean, I'm with two rock icons and guys who, you know, really have been pushing me to a whole new level of photography and just been incredible. So, Mark, I can't thank you enough. We had a blast out there. I got to shoot a freaking space shuttle at Kennedy. You know, Friday, which was, I'm like, really? I'm out here? I get to go shoot a rocket launch. Spectacular. So, he's on a rocket ride. Right. He's he's on on a ride. And it's Bobby. That, the oh, rocket no, no, can no, barely no, no, keep no. up with you. But it, it was really neat. I mean, you know, there were, I, I love that. There was every bit. Hanging with Ted Pauly for that long. Oh. That's fantastic. Now, look, it's funny because, I mean, obviously you ran into a bunch of people that were also KISS fans. Some that we and saw Rock KISS and Pod. And they're KISS room fans. And, right. and you I know, Eric that. and his wife. Yeah, I mean, you know, awesome. God, we have so many people who are KISS room fans and everything. It, it's... You know what, that's, it's funny you say that because I want to give a shout out to everybody that gave a really good feedback on our Rock and Pod interviews. And that one, the interview with Joe Laskin and Eric Alberti, a lot of fans really said how great it was. People that messaged me saying it was great to hear them talk about their love of Kiss. And that, that interview we did as kind of like, you know, here, look quick. Well, I got you. Let's do that. I got a lot of nice messages from people saying it was great to hear just other fans talking about how much they love Kiss. And I think people really relate to that. The other one that really got the most feedback, Craig Gass' story about hitting the iceberg. Did you listen to the last <laughs> guest room? Craig Gass did the funny, like, like, first of all, look, he is a professional, so he knows how to sit down and give you an interview. And he sat down with us. This was the first interview. If you haven't listened, 
Hey, look, how come you haven't listened to the last month's uh, issue of the Kiss Room? Craig Gass sits right down and he starts telling us these stories. And at one point he says he goes on the Kiss Cruise and the uh, the woman who runs it, he calls her the Julie McCoy and then says, Google it. He says, we can, we can have you make an announcement, uh, you know, to all the passengers. And he's like, well, who's going to hear it? And she says, well, if we flip the switch everybody's he's like flip the switch and he tells this hysterical story about the he got on the intercom and i'm not going to do it because obviously you got to go back and listen to yes. the april oh, classroom yeah and it's just like you know it, for just five you know 99 kiss will get you off the ship it was so funny oh, i listened to that a hundred times and i laugh every time so if you haven't listened to that i'm going backwards a month but we have i feel like we missed a month because last month we did that i replayed all those interviews but they, they were great and I it was mean, fun it was wonderful being on the cruise with uh delana from vain it was just everything the wonderful thing about that was uh the sense of community you get these festivals are great but you're very spread out. Everybody's here, there, and everything. You know, you got to pay for a meet and greet. On a ship, you really don't have right. to. You're sitting there in a buffet line. You're going, oh, <laughs> I'm having breakfast with Oz Fox. Wow. You know, I'm there. And, and it's just, everybody's there just to have a good time. Everybody gets it out of their system on the first day, day and a half of walking around. Oh, do I need to do this? Let me get my selfie. After that, it's like, oh, let's go to the bar. Uh, there you let's go. go here. Let's go get corn dogs. <laughs> ah, there you go. See, that's the fun thing. You sent me a lot of those pictures, and I got to live vicariously. Three a.m. corn dogs. They got rock. <laughs> and how are you doing, Michael? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, and you mentioned Eric. I just wanted to give a shout out to Eric Alberti and uh, his fiance, yes. Julie. They're really nice oh, people. Nice people. Uh, and that's the thing. That's the thing that's great about music, right? That when you go to these events, whether it's a festival, a cruise, a concert, just seeing people. Um, that you haven't seen in a while or just meeting new people and you're just bonding over music. I mean, in this world where we're so divided by all sorts of nonsense, it's just great to have music to bring us together. See, that's the funny thing. There's a couple of topics people message me. Hey, you going to talk about what Paul said? No, we're not. Okay, we're going to leave that <laughs> wide open and I think yeah, if you don't know what that means, you don't know what that means. Matt, one we thing. We're not talking about that. Real, real quick, <laughs> and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I, I, you know, look, I want to bring one thing up because we weren't here last uh, right. Month. So, oh, yeah. uh, Easter Sunday, we lost a member of the family. He was a gentleman who came in here, and I met him on the Kiss Cruise. We love you, Dale. We love Bridget. Thank you so much. But Dale passed away on Easter Sunday, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a little tough. He was that guy when he came. And if anybody wants to hear the funniest damn episode ever <laughs> was the day that he came in here and Matt, that thing he said, I don't even <laughs> Well, that's if if you go back and listen to Harem, so that would have been like the is that the November? November, I think it was November. Bobby or gives this long intro. Hey, this guy I met him on the cruise, and he's the most fun. And hey, this is Dale. And Dale turns, and you had to kind of see it. Looks right at you and goes, "Do I know you?" And it was it was so funny. <laughs> You know, I mean, even that to start off the show. But I mean, Frank Hagen, obviously, anybody yeah. who's a longtime listener of the Kiss Room, if you remember Kiss Mask fanzine. My friend since the mid-80s. It was like, you know, and, and he just passed away as well. And uh, we're going to do a tribute to Frank in the June issue of The Kiss Good. Room because that will be the uh, start of the 12th season, believe it or not, of The Kiss Room. What probably will be the end of the road for The Kiss Room, and we'll do another year. No. But, uh, you know, hey, you never know. i got to get more people to listen. But, the, uh, but when you think about it, it's one of those, like, you know, if you go back to, like, the very roots of The Kiss Room, Frank's on there with me and... Uh, you know, so I'm going to do something special for him, pull some clips out. And, uh, yeah, but that, it's crazy. You know, that's why you got to, 
you know, really hug everybody tight. You know, it really is uh, it's something else. Hey, John DeBella even announced to, you he's going to retire. He's going to retire too. Which is, I mean, luckily he's not dead. I mean, it's not. The yeah, but you know, everybody is. Look, we got kicks leaving. There's a you know, everybody's you know. So like we were talking about earlier, if your band, if you're thinking that oh, I'll wait till the next, don't just right. go, just go, get the cheapest ticket, do whatever you can, go. Yep. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Well, that's the truth. So here we go. Let's get going with something fun now, man. <laughs> and now, hey, we're back. Bang, we're shot out of a cannon. We're having the most fun time. Now, uh, we do have a fun guest calling in later. We have Tony Mann's going to call in a little bit to talk about a new book that he's kind of part of. It's called When Rock Met Disco. So I, I know we're going to get him on the line. That's a fun time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, one of the big things, we'll talk about this later uh, in the show as well, but, I mean, Gene Simmons just did another solo show. And I'll tell you, I think if uh, for, I watched some of those clips, those of you that shared that were there, that shared that link, thank you, because that was the most fun time, you know? And, and we had seen Gene on those solo shows before, but man, I'll tell you, that's that's really what I'd be excited to see at this point. Gene should take that show on the road. Do you see any of those clips? Yeah, it looked amazing. And people were showing off uh, Gene's collection and some of the stuff they're able to get. Because I think it was like an auction type of situation. Um, where you could, they had like a little, it was a silent auction where you have like the sheet on the table with the item, and you just write down, I guess, your name and how much you're willing to bid. Mm. And there were just some really interesting items, meet and greets, obviously the band performing. It just seems like it was uh, like a lot going on. I don't know if it was a whole day thing or a weekend, but it was, there was a lot to it. You know, it's funny. I certainly, I kind of didn't research it that much to see what was going on, but I mean, they did Plaster Caster, Charisma, Domino, Nothing to Lose, Going Blind, Watching You Deuce. Radioactive, I Was Made for Loving You, Christine 16, and Let Me Go Rock and Roll. I mean, what an amazing set list. And it's even funny great because songs. I was, and I opened the show with Deuce very much on purpose because it, it, to me, it's still one of my favorite Kiss songs. Also very much kind of like the, the birth of Kiss. But when they did that, and again, I'm going just off Facebook clips that I saw. Yeah. They start as soon as they start moving into that little deuce kind of dance, and Gene kicks his leg, and you go, <laughs> I, "That's that's what I want to see." It was tremendous. You know, it's that kind of excitement that you almost can't even believe it. You go, "Man, I wish they'd bring that show around here." I mean, look, we're going to open up the uh, the new theater. Here's a 600 theater, right? Yeah. 600 theater, right? Bobby, you're all aware of that. Where? We can put we'll put Gene right here in the. In the science area, yeah, yeah. they need to only charge what a couple thousand. You know what I'm saying <laughs> if if we could price it one fourth know, of what it would cost for kids, right, right? Exactly, it'd be a quarter, right? <laughs> Maybe half of its gene, but uh, no. That, so that's incredible. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, and obviously what we think might happen. Obviously, uh, end of the road is looming. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about that a couple times. You know, in the in the last. Uh, couple episodes of the kiss room issues if you will of the kiss room but it's exciting i mean obviously with all that stuff come coming up um so really one of the things we're going to do like i said we are going to talk to tony man the book is called when rock met disco and i think everybody out there listening instantly is thinking of the same song right when rock met disco come on you listen to Marco radio where music and minds meet Now look, 
Everybody can sing along. Hey. I think we got Tony on the phone, right? Tony, you're live with us. Oh, right on. Hey, guys. <laughs> right hey, on, Bobby. Tony. Now, look, first of all, before we, I was just saying we we're, we're going to talk about when Rock met Disco. You're involved in that. But obviously, one of the things, and you know this well because you've been a longtime friend and a longtime listener, that the, the May issue of the Kiss Room is a big deal because it goes back to the roots of the Kiss Room. It goes back to the roots of Kiss. But for those of you who don't know you, first of all, we got the great Tony Man on yeah! the phone from New York City. <laughs> New York City! <laughs> and now, look, you posted pictures of yourself in the loft. Talk yes, us through it, Tony. I was Tony. recently in the loft. Okay, uh, what happened is uh, I made a new friend over the internet, Ronnie Lundell, and he was writing an article for He lives in Sweden. And, Sweden? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he was writing an article for a kid's fanzine that I'm going to send you a copy of, Matt, called Destroyer, and that has a uh, great article on the Coventry, so I helped him get some interviews together for that and told him what I knew about the Coventry. And then, coincidentally... There's a new musical in New York right now called Bliss Street, which is at the theater for the new city. And it's about the Coventry, and it's by Charlie Sub, who's the son of Paul Sub, who, uh, who ran Popcorn in the Coventry. And we went to the opening night. Ronnie came down from Sweden to attend opening night of this musical. It's going on, uh, I think, till the 20th, so you guys should come see it. Mm. And... Um, so then I took him out. We got to sit with Charlie Sub the whole night, 92-year-old owner of Popcorn Coventry. And then we also, I took him on a tour of some KISS sites around the city. And we just happened to hit it at the right time when we could get into the actual loft. And uh, so that, that was a thrill. I haven't been in there in a while. And uh, so, yeah, I posted a few pictures. But um, pretty neat. I took him to about, like, 30 sites around the city or something. So as far as, I mean, like, even as far as KISS landmarks, first of all, like you said, now how do you get in there? I thought you, I thought it was kind of restricted. You couldn't even get in there. Well, <laughs> I have my way. I was going to say, you know, I'm trying, I should remember I'm talking. You break to, a so. window, that's how you get <laughs> Well, somebody told me that they didn't mind if I broke in, but I didn't actually have to do it. So okay. So that's fantastic. Now, obviously, the guy comes all the way from Sweden. What kind of stories did he share about that? Well, the thing is that uh, he's actually a teacher in Sweden, but he's a big KISS fan. And uh, he's been to New York before, and he's come to see KISS before at the Garden, the reunion shows and all that. So it wasn't his first time in New York, but he wanted to really learn and get the roots of Coventry, and I helped him get some. And he, uh, he uh, wrote this great article for a Swedish fanzine, and he wants to ex- that came out in Swedish, so he wants to do an expanded version uh, in English and publish that somewhere. I'm going to help him do that. Uh, so his, his, he wanted to learn from me more about New York and more about the different sites, uh, like on Bleecker Street, where they played with the Brats, and we went to where Palladium Academy of Music used to be. It's Palladium Dorm, and we went to the Wicked Lester Loft, and any place I could think of, you know, and he went out to the side of Coventry, which obviously isn't there anymore, but a lot of these places aren't really there anymore. It's just like a ghost of it, you know, but he still wanted to visit the address. So somebody from around the world who wants to learn and see all the real sites just like we do, you know, so get a thrill out of it. Really nice guy. So it's called Bliss Street. That's the play? Yeah, the, it's a musical, and it is at the theater for the new city, and the music is written uh, by Charlie Sub, who's Paul Sub's son, 
and uh, go check it out. It's there till like the 20th. Um, it's more about the family who created Popcorn and Coventry and how that came to be. And they still, uh, Charlie still runs a uh, bar on the Upper East Side called Ethel's, and that's part of the play, too. So you should go check it out. It was really cool. Now, with that Definitely. in mind, we obviously all KISS fans, and certainly for myself, that's the only reason why I know the names Coventry or Popcorn is because you go, it features so heavily into the early days of KISS. Do they mention KISS at all in it? or? Uh, yeah, and there there is some scenes uh, where they have, like, um, it's a lot of production, projection multimedia, and there will be, like, some KISS posters on the wall and those scenes and th- things like that. So, um, yeah, he does, he does mention the band, and uh, there's a character playing Charlie Sub, and there's a character playing Paul Sub, who used to run the place. So you get the whole vibe of how it came to be. And a lot of cool bands used to play there, the Ramones and the Dictators and uh, New York Dolls, and they, they talk about a bunch of those. And you, you do, there are some scenes where you see something about that. But the whole thing isn't about that, to be honest. But just for history sense, and if you're a KISS fan and completist, Go see it, and you, you, you could very well meet Charlie Sub, and you might even be lucky enough to see Paul Sub. He is 92, but he does come to some of the performances, and I have to, got to sit with him for the whole show, which was a real thrill. So you were sitting with him, yet he's watching somebody who's playing him. That has to be kind of a thrill. It was really hilarious. We had a lot of fun <laughs> just during the evening. And, um, you know, uh, it's, I, I, you know i, I got to recommend going to see it. You never know who might show up with that, That's too. That's outstanding. So now, look, you took them all around New York City. Did you stop at the Dress the Kill Corner Zone? <laughs> of course. Of know, course, right? <laughs> of course, man. It's on the way to the loft. It's on the same street. <laughs> Woo! That's awesome. Yeah, you can't help it. The old, the old standby. Everybody's got to go by there, right? You know, you have to at some point in your life. And if you're within the sound of my voice and everybody that's out there is, you have to at some point stand on that corner, put your foot up on that pole. You know, come on, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's free. Come on, go, go out there. It's free. It's free, right? We even went by Electric Lady. We went by all kinds of places. You know what, we really, so, as KISS fans, we should really um, rally to get, like, you know how they have the Hollywood Walk of Fame and they put a star? Yeah. We should put a star for KISS right there. That would be really ideal. I think, you know, look, we can't get enough signatures on the induct bill of coin in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How many signatures do we need to put a star on the corner that was the Dress to Kill corner? You know what I mean? I think Come we on. just go, uh, go probably put one there. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe bring some spray paint, so... <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, we could have, like, a, a kiss room outing and go around to some of these places and see what we can see. That'd be awesome. Well, it's funny. I'm going to give a shout-out to Bob Brodsky. I mean, when we went to the uh, that kiss convention, we went on that tour with Peter Chris, and they drove around, and oh, it was yeah. a lot like what you said was they'd point, and you go, well... That that's now a bank used to be blah blah blah, and and he right. was kind of looking like, well, I guess a lot of that stuff wasn't there. But when we walked through Electric Lady, and you realize right. the history, and you're like, whoa, you know, it's like, and they were standing in there with Peter Chris. That was pretty incredible. Hmm. Well, that's 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 the way to do it. And the other way is, uh, I've been at Electric Lady recording a couple times. One time with uh, Degeneration, hmm. uh, when I used to make their clothes, they actually opened for Kiss almost 30 shows on that reunion tour. So I got to record with them and Electric Lady with Rick from the Cars producing them and uh, recorded in there a couple times. So wow. as a kid, we used to like hound people coming in and out of uh, Electric Lady, just like Kiss, the guys in Kiss did. We used to <laughs> wait around and see who would come out. Oh, there's 
Jack Bruce from Cream, oh, there's whoever, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I remember seeing guys from Kiss going in and out of there or whatever band. <laughs> so it was always a surprise who might come out of there because the studio was actually subterranean, you know, right. it's actually downstairs. So uh, anyway, that was a thrill. But um, hey, I heard you mentioned uh, When Rock Met Disco. So I got to thank uh, you because I got the book in the mail, When Rock Met Disco, and obviously it's something you're involved with, (laughs) Stephen Blush's new book. Talk about it. Give us the scoop. I mean, obviously I started playing a little bit of I Was Made for Loving You. I think all Kiss fans, as soon as you say Disco Rock, you know, that song I would, in my mind, be one of the champions of When Rock Met Disco. Talk about the book. Absolutely, you get the idea, and you, you know we've I've been in there with Stephen a couple uh, a time uh, in the Kiss Room, and uh, you know what we do. We try to uh, carry on the history of all the cool music we love, and try to dig deep and get the info. So when Rock Met Disco is about that time with the crossover of bands like the Stones, Blondie, Rod Stewart, Queen, Kiss, all these bands, you know, melding with the disco sound, and um, you know. Uh, they were no fools. They knew what was going on, and uh, they they just blended their sound. So I ha- there's a lot of Kiss-related interviews in the book, and I did quite a few of them with uh, Jay Messina, Vinnie Poncia, Anton Fig, uh, Alan Schwartzberg. There's a lot of talk about um, Casablanca and all that. So it's kind of right, right about the times we just had that film Spinning Gold, and uh, that, you know, wasn't in the theaters for very long, but at least it's topical. That's, that's what people are talking about right now, so that's cool. And uh, we interview as many people as we can, and we, uh, we put it out there. And there's also a playlist, a Spotify playlist we made. I'll post it on the Kiss Room page. Very cool. Uh, that goes along with the book, and you can hear all the songs that, you know, we feel are part of this. And I uh, mm-hmm. get it, Matt. You, get it. you know, it's funny is actually uh, Bobby has not stopped flipping through the brook. Yeah, I, I brought I'm, it in I'm, so like, that we everybody can kind of get on. a little bit of a taste of it before we talk to you. And right away, he's telling us stories of being uh, 17, getting on a train, going to Studio 54, and he goes, I was a kid. They told me I had, had to, to take, take my, my shirt, shirt off. off. <laughs> <laughs> the last year, right. you know, because it closed in February of 80. So the funny thing about that, and look, a lot of the music in here, look, it was that year, my senior year, was when the Kinks put out Superman. And you think of all the music oh, yeah. back then. I mean, Frank Zappa, I love that you even put it in there. Dancing Fool came out. Everybody of had. Course. And you go, oh, well, I didn't like disco. Yeah, you did. There was a point. <laughs> if you were a Doobie Brothers fan, what a fool believes. I remember yeah. being at 79 at uh, Disney World when that came out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. You know, the yeah. fun part, really, well, as he's saying that, Bobby's dancing in the studio, which that's the that's the why that music's still good, right? <laughs> you think about it, it was uh, Peter Chris's Out of Control album that came out, too. And then, you know, New right. York Groove. And it, it was just that's everything right. had an influence then. Now, you mentioned yeah, you, you went through you, a laundry list of names, I was going to say, like, uh, that obviously were very involved in KISS around that time. Give us just a sample of maybe something that one of them said. Like, I didn't get a chance to read it because I read slow and you just sent it yesterday. So uh, give us okay, just a taste. Right. What, what, one, one of the things that we learn is that some of these people, who were the, in particular the musicians or the producers, you know, at the time there was a big backlash about rock and disco and they had to... Uh, at Comiskey Park in Chicago, they had the death to disco yeah. blowing, yeah. blowing up the records. But a lot of the musicians, Stephen Dahl, yeah, 
yeah, Steve Dahl, a lot of these people who were involved in creating the music didn't feel that divide. They just thought of it as another form of music, and uh, they just went with it, and they love it. And the funny thing about music, and Jay Messina in particular said, yeah, we would be recording, and then we'd take a break. We'd go over to Studio 54, come back, get the vibe, record some more. And, you know, there's songs like Freak Out by Chic where they, they wouldn't let those guys into Studio 54, and they were guys that played on hit records. <laughs> so it's really, you know, like Nile Rodgers. So it's funny how the time changes perspective with things like The Elder or, or I Was Made for Loving You. Where, you know, some people were uh, really repulsed by these things when they first came out, but add a little time, and it's like, oh, that's a really cool record, you know, and really good sound. It might not have been what you were expecting at the time, but uh, give it a little time, and it's still just, you know, it's dance music. There's always going to be dance music, and these guys wanted to be part of it. When you think of a lot of these bands, their roots, some of them are in, like, Motown and Soul, and that's yep. not far from disco when you think of it. So, exactly. you know, we got Soul Station and stuff like that. That's not really that far of a jump from disco when you think of it. That's yeah, but the it, truth, it, yeah. it all fed through the club era back then. You know, look, Ian Schrager now, who, you know, cleared his name up and everything and has, you know, his hotels yeah. on 42nd and everything else. But, I, you know, Schrager back then, look, let's let's talk about, uh, you know. Bobby's taking his shirt off much, right now. Uh, yeah, I'm taking my shirt off now. And, you know, like, Matt's, pour, Matt's pouring the ammo nitrate in the air conditioning fence like he did back then. Oh, my God. I was like, man, why is this getting all heady in here? And I'm going, what the hell is this stuff? <laughs> Bubbles. Bubbles. Oh, my God. Like you're not, he's not wrong. Bobby's not wrong. And I used to go to Studio 54 as a kid, too. And I saw some real wild stuff. Uh, probably not meant for kids to see, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Um, Tony, let, let's be honest. Down. When we were there, uh, look, the village people put their movie out. Oh, yeah. It, it was right about that period, and it was things, you know, because nothing here in the suburbs in Bucks County screamed, you know, other than New Hope, but no, nothing was like that. I mean, you know, there was Gatsby's and... Maybe uh, PJ's. That place is pretty wild. Well, that's, you know, that's where we have to go right after we're done here. <laughs> Matt wants to put on his harness and everything, you know. He's going to put on the uh, buttless chaps. Pants, right? Yeah, his buttless chaps. You know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, so well, that's, that's it, exciting. It, it, you're right, but it was the era of big, big dance clubs here. And there used to be, you know, Palladium and all those big dance clubs here where thousands of people were going out dancing. In Studio 54, everybody couldn't get in there. So there was all kinds of other dance clubs that went all night and after-hours parties that went till the morning. Well, the roller skating rinks turned into that, yeah. too. That's right. And Sound Factory and places like that where you wouldn't even go till the next morning. They didn't open till the morning after kind of thing. So there was like after hours and then the next day party, too. So it, it never used to sleep then. There was parties all the time. It was a different era, and that was part of it. And uh, I really, you know, Paul Stanley has said, you know, he took the challenge. Like, he heard all these disco hits, and Kiss wasn't always the biggest radio hit band, as we know. And he's like, I can write one of these in my sleep. And he wrote it. And I remember seeing Paul and Gene at the Bee Gees at Madison Square Garden and thinking, wow, these guys are taking this all in. Next thing you know, they're, they have that sound and they're, you know, on the radio. And uh, it continued. It continued for them into Australia with uh, Australia. Sandy. 
Yeah, so there you go. So they, they, they used it to their advantage and got to different crowd, which was really smart, actually. You know, it's funny. Bobby mentioned go to the roller rinks. I distinctly, I can remember this like it was yesterday, and this was a billion oh, yeah. years ago. We were at the roller rink. It was Perkesy Elementary School night at the roller rink, right in, you know, Comar there, whatever it is, the skate ranch. And I'm playing pinball because I don't really skate, but I have skates on, right? And New York yep. Groove comes on. And, oh, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and you hear that pop, plop, plop. I'm like, oh, my God, it's it, right? I was almost going to fall right on my ass. I'm like, in the movie, in the movie, I would have skated out and been all kind of, you know, suave. No, no, no. I went and kind of hung onto the wall. And, Look, it's Kiss. I'm going to fall over. That looked like Santa do. Right? Yeah, more like just on the ground. Yeah, nowadays, uh, disco is just totally embraced. I think it's because we're so much nostalgia, right, with ABBA right. and everything else. Like, That's right. To me, music is supposed to make you feel good. And disco is as happy as it can get, right? I mean, it's pop music, really. And your point about Motown is a great, great point. I mean, it's very much influenced yeah, by yeah. Motown. So I feel like anyone who doesn't dig disco is taking music too seriously. Music's supposed to be fun. You know, not everything has to be Shakespeare uh, or, you know, highly intellectual. No. You just want to have something that's fun. You Escapism, right? That's what it's all about. That's right. As we know, with Matt Porter, everything's supposed to be fun, right? Because <laughs> he's upbeat. That's why I love the kids. Oh, the best. And Matt Porter and Bobby kids, we have oh. a good time. And we just, like, embrace it all and have fun. And that's the way to go. So for anybody that just tuned in, we are talking with Tony Mann uh, about the new book, When Rock Met Disco. It's by Stephen Blush. Tony's a contributor. Was there anything that surprised you as you were creating this book? Um, what really surprised me is, like I said, that people involved in creating it aren't against it. They're like, nah, I just thought it was really another kind of music we were playing. And uh, that there was such a backlash, and it was like really intense backlash, uh, which I remember when I was a kid, besides just the um, the Chicago uh, thing, destruction of records, there was Twisted Sister had a, had a death to disco thing going on. And kind of like the heavier bands, were being against it that were actually metal. And it, it's kind of funny that Kiss, when, when Kiss went disco and Euro sound, is when heavy metal came to a big prominence in the world. Like bands like Quiet Riot and these kind of bands were finally making the charts. Like Judas Priest and those bands had huge success. All of a sudden, Kiss, which has been a heavy band, is like going this other way. And, you know, um, it, it kind of surprised me some of these things in retrospect. At, at the time, it's like you're not really thinking about it. You're just um, taking in, and here's the new album. Sometimes you didn't even know a new album was coming out. You went to the record store, and there it was. A lot different. It, you know, one thing is that how things were influenced then that wasn't the Internet. Right. With word of mouth well, and Tony, culture. Well, Tony, think about this. Last Zeppelin album, right before Bonham's passing, when you had Into yeah. the you know, Outdoor, and when you had All of My Love come out, God, I remember yep. when that came out. I, I you know, look, I, I was playing ice hockey, skate. That was '79 too. And you hear that yeah, yeah. such a far departure from a whole lot of love. And you think mm -hmm. about that whole structure, that song. It's very disco oriented. Mm hmm. Yeah, I absolutely. And you know, they were moving with the times too. Any any great band uh, changes with the times, like the Stones, Kiss. 
the Beatles, the Beatles weren't around all that long, but they did change. But McCartney but, uh, put out his stuff right then, uh, oh, yeah. Say Goodnight, yeah. which, you know, was the yeah. whole big thing right about that period. Yeah, I guess, I guess one of the things that surprised me is that people are really still, uh, people love this music, and they still love it, and it, it, it didn't disappear. These, some of these songs are classics now, and a lot of these bands are still around and still performing them, and people love these songs, so... Yeah. I guess that's you know that's one of the things is like a nice surprise like we we like these bands that are still around they must have had something good to say because they're still around and I think you have to just appreciate the evolution of uh, an artist who's been around a long time like I was just listening to Rod Stewart's Infatuation the other oh, yeah. day yeah and I was like yep. this is a really great song just the, the his delivery the music everything about it and that was like what mid 80s when he was doing kind of like the dance type music so he kind of got out of the disco but went into like this synth type sound but it was great so I think I love how artists like Kiss Rod Stewart and others their sound changes with the times as it should not everyone needs to be ACDC you know forever well, Bowie did it before anybody you think about it and he brought Lennon in on fame you know in 75 yeah. which really started. and then Lennon did it on Double Fantasy he tried to push the yeah the envelope a couple I, I, I just recently went to see the May Pang movie and she was there during the Q&A and it you know talked about all that period of John Lennon changing and moving to New York and I remember that because he lived he lived uh, way downtown before they were in the Dakota near a friend of mine. And uh, he just wanted to be a New Yorker and blend in, you know. And uh, it was part of the scene. And uh, that, that's what happened a lot. Uh, you know what happened? In, in uh, Europe, a lot of these people became ex tax exiles, like exile on, as in exile on Main Street. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they moved to the U.S. to avoid the tax, and they took on the role of being a New Yorker or living in L.A., or, or usually both, some of those guys. And part of it was just mingling, going to these clubs, and they, they heard the music, and then, you know, like Queen, another one bites the dust, that's, that's, you know, they were influenced by Rapper's Delight and all the early hip-hop things. So it even goes into that. And, uh, you know, and then it, it, it kind of travels because it takes on another vibe. Other people, another crowd enjoys this kind of music, so kind of introduce a different style to some people that just hear metal, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. So the and book is called When Rock Met Disco. Obviously, uh, you can get it on Amazon. Where else can you get it, Tone? Oh, you can get it everywhere. I saw it on the, the one of the uh, bestseller tables at Barnes & Noble, so that was really cool to see. Are you going to do uh, an audio book for this? Uh, it's already out there. Yeah, there. Yep. Yeah, there's already an Audible and there's already a Kindle. So check yep. it out in any form that you like. Good. And, I'm uh, get it now on Audible. Great. I'll listen to it in the gym. <laughs> See, now look, here's the best thing. If you if you think calling in might sell a book, Bobby's buying it on his phone right now. Hey, I love it. <laughs> All right, it on it's already worth your time. <laughs> I love Audible. I love people who do that. You know, it, to me, it's... Well, like, we, yeah, we, we've been, like, that's a new company uh, we're doing a bunch of books with called Backbeat. And... Um, so they, they uh, we, we talked to them, and they really wanted to have Audible as well. So that came right out. And then we made up the Spotify playlist. So you, you can sweet. enjoy that. Anyway, and so that's fun to have on when you read in the book so you can get a little soundtrack with it. And um, uh, the next project he's doing for them is When Rock Met Reggae. So that includes Bob Marley and all these types of wow. people. Oh, that's so, so, I just want to add to that real quick. On my way here. 
I was in the car, and I decided to listen mm-hmm. to a little Neil Diamond. And he has an album from 1984 called Primitive, and there's a song called oh, yeah. the Fire on the Tracks. And it has mm-hmm. a reggae beat to it, which is so weird, because you think, like, Neil Diamond, reggae, what? But, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it, reggae can actually lend itself to all sorts of uh, music. And obviously, when you think Neil Diamond, you think, like, you know, classic rock, pop. And uh, sure. that sounds fascinating, so looking forward to that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Neil Diamond, I got to meet at Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when he got inducted with, like, Alice Cooper and some other bands. And wow. Think of, like, Neil Diamond, I think of the Brill Building and these guys who were writing songs for other people, and then he had his own career. And uh, George Clinton was one of those people, too, wow. who later made T-Funk. Mm. And they're, of course, in the book. And, you know, um, so there's a lot of synergy with all that stuff. But Neil Diamond could... Uh, Look, you take any song and put it to a different beat, and it's still a song. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's yep. kind of what it's dressed up in, you know? So just let it move you, whatever kind of music you love. You know, that's the best. I wish I could be down there with you guys. Uh, I hope to come down to uh, Monco again sometime in the near future. We totally got you to have to get you down here, Tony. It would be so much fun because you always have so much good information, so many good stories. So that's, I got to ask before we let you go, what are you working on? What's next? Like, what's your next creative project? You're always doing five different things. Well, I've been approached to write um, a book with someone really cool and I'll make an announcement pretty soon if that really uh, is in stone. But I I think it's going to be something you'd like. And uh, I've been still working with Steven on some um, possible uh, TV projects. So things could expand on some of the books and projects we've worked on. So with any luck, that'll happen. So I'll try to make an announcement when it's official. But, yeah, I have about 20 things going on. (laughs) I'd like to give a a shout-out to um, Pixie Esbond because uh, she's a friend of mine, and she used to um, be the costumer and wardrobe person for KISS back in the day and worked on Broadway and worked on uh, TV shows with Letterman and everything. But I went to go see her act in a play recently, and she was really fantastic. So uh, when there's another one, I'll try to let you know so you can come see her. She'd love the support. She's a super cool person. That's outstanding. Well, Tony Mann, contributor and writer to When Rock Met Disco, all-around cool guy. Thanks for calling in. I'll give a <laughs> shout-out. All yeah. the best. Yeah, you know, thanks so uh, much. Best wishes to Stephen Blush. And, uh, yeah, Tone, I really but, do appreciate you calling in. All right. Happy anniversary to the Kiss Room. Thanks, pal. Yeah. Continue listening, and I hope to see you all soon. We'll see you soon, Stay Tone. Well. And look, when Rock Met Disco, you can only think of Rock one song. Sing it, everybody.
And I hit the wrong button at the end. Okay, I'll tell you what. Now, look, of course, obviously, Tony Man, thanks for calling in with the best time with him. You can get the new book, When Rock Met Disco. We're going to talk about more things like that. At the top of the hour, I got Kiss Room House Band coming up. Now, I know a lot of you are tuned in because back in January, we had Gene Hunter from New York Fury. Everybody tune in Saturdays at 12 o'clock midnight for some Midnight Madness right here on Monaco Radio. This is one of the favorite bands on Midnight Madness. This is New York Fury on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet.
right? That is New York Fury. Now, yeah. those of you that are Kiss Room fans, you heard me talking to Gene Hunter, you know, from New York Fury back at the start of the year. That album is really one of my favorite albums I got this year. It came out New Year's Eve. So, like January 1st, if you're not already hooked up with that, you got to get yourself a copy. You can go to New York Fury, New York Fury Music.com. I think it's Ionian Records, if you can spell that. Uh, but you just search, it's, it's, sometimes you got to search N period Y period Fury. You can find them, they're out there. That's really one of my favorite albums of the year. So hopefully they've got some new music apparently coming soon, which would be fantastic. And like I said, you know, you can tune in on Saturday nights when the clock strikes 12, you get Midnight Madness right here on Monaco Radio. Now, what I might do is actually just replay this Kiss Room tomorrow night at midnight just because, uh, you know, I want more people to hear it. That would be yeah. fun. Right? Because also coming up. Top of the hour, Kiss Room House Band, Jerry Lee Watkins, Fran Galanti, two amazingly talented guys. Kiss Room House Band going to bring you, now look, anybody that says, I want to hear obscure Kiss songs live. If you're not tuned in to the Kiss Room for the Kiss Room House Band, you're a poser. Because they are going to do songs that you are not going to hear live. I promise you that, okay? Top of the hour. You're listening to Modco Radio, where music and minds meet. Meet, meet you in the kiss room. Meet, meet you in the kiss room. With Matt Porter and the podcast crew. Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the kiss room. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the kiss room on Montco Radio. But you knew that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt That's right, you are in the kiss room, of course, but you knew that we're having the most fun time. Like I said at the top of the hour, for those of you that are just tuning in, uh, this is the last issue of the Kiss Room for the 11th season. I always try and bring some Kiss to the campus on May 11th, which was yesterday. Obviously, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be any time. Who knows when? That's right. The crowd goes wild. Because, as you know, if you go back and listen to the show or you talk to me for two seconds about the Kiss Room, May 11th, Kiss was supposed to play here at Montgomery County Community College. My goal was always to bring some kind of kiss, some kind of rock, something to Monco, something like this. In studio with the Kiss Room House Band. Now here's your host, Fran Galanti. In 1982, Kiss's commercial popularity was at one of its low points. Feeling a sting of failure from the LP, Music from the Elder, the record company put together a quick compilation LP and requested to be included four new specifically hard rock songs. These songs would be considered a primer for Kiss's next release. Although pictured on the cover, Ace Frehley had zero involvement. Numerous outside songwriters and session musicians were employed, including Bob Kulick, Adam Mitchell, Mikel Jap, Brian Adams, and Michael James Jackson. The album sold in moderate numbers, reaching its highest chart position of number six in Norway. Norway! Some folks have hinted this track may have been a leftover from Dynasty. Here's I'm a Legend Tonight. 
studio LP from KISS and technically the last in makeup. Attempting to regain status as a hard rock act, KISS recorded some of the heaviest material in years. Clever songs that embrace the current trends of British heavy metal. Piggybacking on the recording sessions for Killers, KISS worked with the same writers to achieve the sonic brilliance of Creatures. All of Gene's tracks on this LP are strong and memorable. Co-written with Mikel Jap, here's Saint and Sinner. Thank you. 
This track is a Gene standout from Hot in the Shade. Co-written with Vinnie Pontia, Hot in the Shade also included several hits in heavy rotation on MTV, such as Forever, co-written with Michael Bolton, and Hide Your Heart. Here's Love is Like a Slap in the Face. Oh, 
is fast becoming one of my favorite KISS LPs. It is the 20th and final studio album featuring the current lineup of Paul, Gene, Tommy, and Eric. Monster debuted at number three on the Billboard 200, making it the band's third consecutive album to reach the top three in the U.S. and crack the top ten charts in 14 countries. Meat and potatoes rock and roll in the true tradition of KISS. Here's Wall of Sound. Yeah. 
studio album by Kiss, released on May 20th, 1980. Although pictured on the cover, it was their first without drummer Peter Chris. This LP was largely done in a singular sense and not as a group, almost like an extension of the solo LPs. Six out of the 11 songs feature only one member of the band other than Anton Fig playing drums on all songs. Unmasked received generally negative reviews from contemporary and modern critics. In the U.S., it was certified gold on July 30, 1980, but failed to reach platinum status. However, Unmasked topped the charts in Norway and New Zealand. New Zealand! And reached the top five in Australia. Australia! Austria! Austria! Germany! Germany! And the Netherlands. And the Netherlands! Here is a spectacular track from Paul and Vinnie Pontia, What Makes the World Go Around. Your bedroom, my 
Don't forget to check out our entire collection of Kiss Room covers by searching the Kiss Room House Band on YouTube and Rumble. See you next month. Kiss Room House Band. Outstanding as always. Incredible, guys. How about that? That was fantastic. Now, look, while we're thinking about now, talk, we were talking to Tony Mann about when Rock Met Disco. How about that? That's kind of like Rock Met Disco, that last song. But like I said, look, if you want to hear those live Kiss tracks, Kiss Room House Band, bringing it live. How, how great was that? Now, while we're talking, I'm going to send some shout outs, people that shared the link to the live, you know, the live broadcast. That's kind of a biggie to me. You know, David Kathy, Steve Javorski, who is not a poser. He's the coolest guy. Joe Laskin and Eric Alberti. Now, look, you heard them on our Rock and Pod interviews. Two huge Kiss fans. I love the fact that they, uh, you know, that they would uh, be on the show and that they still share the link. Tony Mann, of course, called in. Fantastic. Thanks, Tone. Alan Tate, Bill Elam, Ricky Cook, Mike Moon, Dana Russell, John Phillips, Mikhail Burel, Dottie Jones, Dean John, Hannah Rogg, Connie Plummer, Gene Hunter, Dee Barlotta. D sent me a message and said, did you say that the Kiss Room is finishing? No, I'm good. this was the end of the 11th season. We'll start the 12th season, although the 12th season might be the end of the road for the Kiss Room. You never know. Look, it's fun, but, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, hey, I really do appreciate you tuning in. Also, that group, there are big listeners of Midnight Madness, which I certainly appreciate. Um, Javier Boaster and the Kiss Army Omaha. Rolla Brown and Kiss Army North Carolina. Of course, Pasquale Valvary and the Kiss Army Nation podcast, one of my favorite Kiss podcasts. Dana Kane, I want to send a shout-out. She-Wolf Dana Kane and the Mighty Incisors shared the link. Also, huge shout-out to her husband, Kyer Wells. He gave Madison a tattoo the other day. That was her 18th birthday. She says, Dad, I want a tattoo. I said, I know a guy. He's the best. <laughs> so she got a little heart tattoo. Kaya really is an exceptional artist. And he and watching him do the tattoo and really taking such care mm-hmm. in explaining everything, I'll tell you, it was a, it was a moment that really uh, put an a indelible kind of an image in my brain. It was great to watch someone so professional at work. I really enjoyed that. So shout out to them. Uh, Bob Brodsky, one of my Bob Kiss Brodsky. Army buddies for so long. Eric Wisniewski, Judy Wisniewski, of course, the Electric Crush. You hear them every Wednesday on Tube City Online. The Electric Crush, my favorite radio show that I listen to every Wednesday from 7 to 9. Uh, of course, you know, Electric Crush, you can search them. You can listen the same way you listen to me. Tune in, Radio Garden, whatever your favorite. Uh, Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum. Joe Polo and Podcast Rock City. Of course, Ken Mills, the podfather himself. My brother, Anthony Porter, I think he's even listening. Julia Porter, Madison Porter, and my lovely wife, Amy Porter. Amy, happy Mother's Day coming up this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Happy Have the Mother's best Day. time, every everybody that's listening to me right now. So look, all those shout-outs. We're having the best time ever. Huge shout-out, Kiss Room House Band. That, they were incredible. We were cranking it up in here. Now, look, if wherever you are, if you're driving your car, you're sitting on the deck, your feet are up at work, if you listen to those Kiss songs and I didn't get the weekend started for you, maybe you're listening to this on the replay. Maybe you're listening during Midnight Madness because I'm going to replay it. That was fun, wasn't it? I really enjoyed that. I'm a legend tonight. Good stuff. Where are you going to hear I'm a legend tonight? You know, people just don't do that. Even like when love's a slap in the face. I mean, we were sitting here going, that's a great song. You know, it's certainly not something they're going to pull out and put in the set list. But uh, so, yeah, so we're talking about that. Uh, the other thing to switch gears, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and uh, I don't know, Bobby, if you said if you had a chance to listen to this or not, um, that kiss off the soundboard. You guys, have you listened to the Doug in Poughkeepsie? 
Gipsy. Gipsy. I love it when the kids from <laughs> house band when they say, um, you know, the uh, when they when they say the the places and then they double it. You know, New York, New York, Norway, Norway. I love those guys because they get it. Anybody that's a longtime Kiss Room listener, you know why that's funny, okay? <laughs> but anyway, what do you think of that off the soundboard? I enjoyed it. So I, um, yeah, I'm grateful. I, I, I got an advanced copy from Universal. So I was listening to it. And, uh, you know, the big thing about this is that a lot of the previous releases, or I think all of them, were really from kind of, um, you know, makeup era. And this is really the first uh, unmasked release and the only soundboard recording, they say, that had Mark St. John. And I enjoyed it. I thought his guitar solo was a little abridged, but that was just because that's what it was. But it was really cool to hear that era. And, um, you know, Paul doing his uh, curse-laden raps and stuff. And uh, it was just a fun, different energy from kind of the kiss that we've gotten over the past 20 years or so. So I hope we get more of that. I hope we get Hot in the Shade. I hope we get the Revenge Tour. I hope we get Asylum. I want more Unmasked, right? I, I've, I celebrate all eras of kiss, and I think the 80s is fantastic. And um, I had a good time with it. What did you think, Matt? See, it's funny you said about the cursing. To me, and I actually made this note, I feel like when Paul curses, it's way too much, and it's comical. It's, oh, like, it's so bad. Yeah, like, you, you know, can't have to laugh. It, I, it makes you kind of cringe and snicker. It's like, come on, Paul, you can do better than that. And the one part where you're saying, I know this area because I used to work up here. It's like the old, like, you know, Springfield, we are, they were not nearly as good as Shelbyville. You know, it's <laughs> like the, uh, Right. I don't know. It's just like, but yeah, the cursing, that's the one thing that really struck me was how it sounds so silly and it sounds so forced. And I really wish he didn't curse so much between the songs. But then the funny thing is, and I actually looked this up to kind of get um, just some perspective on it. And, and obviously that one was recorded November 28th, 1984. Mm -hmm. Okay. November 28th, 1984, Animalized Show from the Mid-Hudson Civic Arena in Poughkeepsie, New York. But then when you think about it, this is what was kind of interesting in my mind as far as the timeline with KISS. Animalize Live, the video, is recorded just weeks later, December 8th, 1980, or it was December 8th, is like, it's about a couple months later. Like, you know, it's, no, it's November into December. Like, we're talking the span of the end of November, and it's December 8th, 1984. So what's that, a week, two weeks, something yeah. like that? So think about that. Now... I, which I think in a way, and that's the one thing I thought about a lot when listening to the Animalize the, off the soundboard was, first of all, like you said, it's, it's the only known Mark St. John. Right. So it's interesting. Um, I don't think he hits the solos the way, like he plays too many notes, really. Like even Detroit Rock City. Who's that? Mark St. John. It's like, ear, 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 ear. But he plays like, like, you know, it's like he's just trying well, it was just like, like over singing well, but on guitar it was like Vinny Vinny right. overplayed it, yeah. it was it, you didn't need to do that much and the problem was too look we get, we could say it now because he, if we say it it probably Bruce used to do that too and you could tell the stink eye on but, here, but here's the funny thing really when you think about it that's like I said, Animalized Live, which we've all watched about a billion times that's fantastic it's yeah. so amazing and that's as you listen to the, this album you you so familiar with it from that video but i think it really does show bruce was really a lot better than mark absolutely i mean he's a oh, phenomenal he's, guitar he's an amazing songwriter the thing is too um ace really wasn't a technical guitar player i mean you think about it 
Tommy really had to hone down because if you listen to a lot of the black and blue stuff and everything there, I, I love that album with Tommy and uh, Jamie St. James album. But Bruce is another one too. The stuff he did with uh, Union and uh, ESP, Bruce is a great player. Well, it's funny because, you know, obviously, you know, and we, and we really didn't talk about it because we weren't really live neck last month, but the whole thing with Ace and Paul and Threats and I use yeah. Verizon, he uses T-Mobile or whatever, was so silly, but but really at the root of it, and it's funny, when you listen to something like this off the soundboard and, and you can say, well, Ace wasn't really technical or whatever, but Ace is such the sound of Kiss. And when you listen to those solos, like to me, like when you listen to Detroit Rock City, which I love Detroit Rock City. I could listen to Detroit. So that's one of those songs people go, well, oh, I'm sick of it. They play it too much. I could never hear it enough. And so the fact that they're leading off with that, but but when the solo, like the way that it is on Destroyer, or when you hear Ace play Detroit Rock City, there's a certain, he, he just had, it's Ace. It's his sound is his sound. So yeah. things like that, like, you know, things like Detroit Rock City or even Cold Gin, you know, that don't, they don't sound quite right yeah. to me. Well, and to your point about the video. So the thing about the animal, Animalize Live video, Animalize is such a hard word to say, <laughs> uh, is that it's got that sped up quality, right. especially Cold Gin. Right. Um, and I don't think I really picked up on that in the soundboard recording. So it was, it was kind of like somewhere in between like classic Kiss and sped up Kiss of the 80s where they kind of didn't find that vibe right. yet. But with Bruce, they did. Well, so. you know, and that actually brings up a good point to me. The things that are really missing. First of all, I, I do like that sped up version. When you drive around, I got it at the Q-Mart, that soundboard. You put the windows down, you put the music up. Man, you drive a little faster. Yeah, it's such a great riff. That da na da 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 na 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 Like, who doesn't love that? It's amazing. And it's funny because we're pulling out, you know, and you got Detroit Rock City pumping up. It's just, I don't know, to me, it's blood in my veins. It's like, it's why there's a show called The Kiss Room. It's why I still listen yeah. to way too much Kiss. There's energy in those songs that you can't deny. The, there was a couple things that right away, first of all, the, really the only thing that was missing, um, they did Thrills of the Night on the Animalized one that's not on this Poughkeepsie one. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is missing more than anything else, and, you, and it actually was putting a tear in my eye, is, boy, when you hear Eric Carr's vocals... Those vocals, and you miss that so much now. Like, you know, when he, when he, and it's sad that Young and Wasted is not complete on this because you want right. that version with his vocal. But when you hear him singing the background vocals and it's so distinctly him, it, I was just, I was, it makes you really wish, you know, that he was still around. Right. There were two songs on there that are incomplete, I believe, and including and Rock, Rock and Roll All Night. Right. But they actually handled that. Well, because I was like, how's this going to end? But they faded out, which right. actually worked because I was like, ah, it's a shame. Because um, I thought it was going to just be like cut off and like it's done. But they actually handled it pretty well considering they're, you know, they're limited by what they have, right? And we only have 8 billion versions of rock and roll, right? So, right. You, know, you know, that's another one. People say, oh, I never want to hear it. But man, I still love rock and I roll. Mean, if I mean, yeah, if you're at a Kiss concert and you're in a sea of confetti, and they're suspended in the air, and they're singing rock and roll all night, and you're not having a good time, you might be dead. Something's not quite right. <laughs> you know what, speaking of that, we're going to come back to this, but uh, since we're talking about rock and roll night, and we talked about Gene Simmons' solo, we're going to all sing, okay? And then I'll explain to you what this is, but I want you to all sing. We're going to all sing the song. You know how it goes, right? It goes like this. Uh, 
No, now look. Was that you? That's the reason why I picked that. I heard a powerful and attractive voice there. Here's the funny, you guys are the best. I actually pulled that because I knew we were going to talk a little bit about Gene doing those solo shows. Was That was actually from that Lancaster when we went to American Music Theater. That is a bootleg, since we're talking off the soundboard. That's off my phone. Um, That's the Lancaster, the American Music Theater, where we went to the Gene Simmons solo show that was September 2017. And uh, and uh, and that recording it means just a ton to me because of the fact that literally it's recorded on my phone as I'm standing next to Gene Simmons on stage, and you can hear me bellowing like a lunatic. And even at the end, you it's like I mean, if you had said ten year old Matt could stand next to Gene Simmons, and there's a video you can see it. He looks right at me at one point, and I'm holding the camera down, kind of on my chest, because I'm trying not to, you know, not take in the moment. But that's what that recording's from, and I love it. And if you listen to him at the end, he says, you know, be good, be kind, stay safe. You know, I loved it. It was just, it was, it, it ranks up there easily as one of the best things that I've ever attended. Well, if you, anybody, again, kind of going back to, if you listen to our, uh, Rock and Pod, we talked to Jeremy Asbrock and Ryan Cook, and they talked about that, how uh, yeah. they said, you know, that Ryan was in charge of kind of making sure people could get up on the stage, and he said that they would go into venues where there were no steps, and Gene would go, build some. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at the track when they did right. that, and you got to go on stage, right? Right, if you build it, they will come. And so, yeah, that was actually my bachelor party, because I don't... <laughs> really? Yeah, I said to my, my groomsmen... I was like, for my bachelor party, let's go see Gene, and I'll go meet him at Wizard World. So I met him that day, interviewed him leading up to the show. Then I knew he was going to invite people up. So I said to security before the show started, when he does this, can you let me get on stage? And they said, sure, and got to sing I Love It Loud, which is actually not a favorite of mine. I feel like I've heard it a zillion times, and I'm kind (laughs) of over it. But when you're on stage with Gene Simmons singing to like a thousand people, and I see Matt Porter in the crowd, like you're like, all right, I'm having a good time. I was in the front row that night. That was amazing. That, that was, was that incredible. was also an amazing show. Um, you know, that whole weekend, that whole Wizard World weekend. Yeah. You know, and did a and a It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, that really What incredible. year was that? 2017. Yeah. Where the hell was that? You know what? It was funny because it was um the the Wizard World weekend. I call it Wizard World weekend. I don't know because we interviewed uh, his manager at the time called in and then said to me I'll put you on the list. And and we got to, that's how I got to go in and meet him that day. That's where, when you hear him say, this is Gene Simmons, you listen to Monaco Radio and meet, where music, that's where I got that bumper. Oh, wait, so you were at the meet and greet too? At I the went truck? walking through. Well, here's the funny thing. This is this is where, it's one of my favorite, really kind of triumphant moments was, you know, they tell you they're going to put you on the list. And, you know, right. you always think, what does that mean? You know, will they really I remember I assume you, they right? will not. Right. So I remember walking <laughs> up and I said to the girl, you know, my name's Matt Porter and I'm on the list. And, you know, you try and act kind of like you're supposed to be there. And she says, yeah, right there. And then she says, go, just go wait in line. And she, there was two lines. There was like the general admission line and there was this VIP line. Nice. So I had a bag full of Kiss Room buttons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as I'm walking back through the line, I'm literally handing these buttons out like I'm running for mayor or something. Everybody's like, oh, give me a button, give me a button, give me a button. And it, I was on the top of the world. And sure enough, and then Rockstar Rob was there too. And he somehow Jedi'd his way right to the front. Anybody that listens to 
uh, WMMR, you've no rock star, Rob. That's a whole other story. But the uh, and w- and we got in, sure enough. And then we walked through. Nick Turner, that was his manager, was the one who really hooked me up. Shout out to him. And that's why I had that little card, and it says, "You're listening." You know, this is Gene Simmons. You're listening to Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. I wrote it out, Smart. and I handed it to him, and I said, "Would you mind reading this?" He says, "Oh, sh- uh, sure, I'll do it." And I have it all on video too. And he looks right in. And he just does that. And I've been playing that ever since on the Kiss Room. So, But that, that piece of recorded uh, media there where you can hear me screaming. And like, if you watch the video, if you go to my YouTube, you can see me standing right next to him. Mm-hmm. Which I just absolutely... So I don't know where you were. I thought you were... I, you know, at that point, you would have been here. It yeah. was it was a Friday. But then oddly enough, the funny thing is that was a Friday. We did the show. Then we all went down to the truck. Um, and then the next day... And, and shout out to Madison, if you're listening. Madison's big thing at the time was a show called The Vampire Diaries. And yeah, there was a guy named um, Paul Wesley was one of the vampire brothers on The Vampire Diaries. And she wants to meet him. And sure enough, we went and stood in line all day. And we you she got Paul Wesley's autograph. which And then we went to the Gene Simmons Q&A. And remember that? And it was so cool. And he was doing that whole rap about money and the, yep. the one guy asked him some question he started quizzing him about it uh, where do you save your money <laughs> remember that it was like it was really funny yeah it was a blast i mean it's a, I, that's why like we've talked about before i really hope when the end of the road is the end of the road that gene does a tour tommy eric paul like all of them just do their own thing because each one will be so fun to attend on its own because you really get to see them in a relaxed atmosphere, just kind of being themselves and not, I mean, we love all the pomp and circumstance and everything that comes with Kiss, but it's also nice to be in a small, intimate space with them. It's just a whole different experience, raw energy. And then you might get on stage. I mean, come on, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, see, it's funny because that's exactly it. Like in a way, as excited as I am to go see them at least one more time, if they did come around and do smaller venues, if they did the Keswick again, like seeing Ace at the Keswick, we were there. Now that's coming up. That we saw that was that maybe a year, what when was that a year ago? Was that a year ago? And we saw that show, and I have Ace's sweaty towel. He threw the towel out at the end. Nice. I have it at home in a box. Yeah, you so almost a, killed the person. Was, in front no, of you, no, but that's okay. no. The funny thing was, there was a guy in front of me. He looked like he could have bench press a Buick. He was huge, right? <laughs> and I guess he went to tie his shoe or something. Right at that minute, he bends over to the side. And here comes the sweaty towel, and I got it. I was like, "Whoa!" You know, it was amazing. The uh, yeah, so I'm right there with you. I think if they were to come around, like even if Paul comes around and does Soul Station, it'd be great if he took that to the Keswick, or I mean, Sellersville Theater, or the new theater here in Montgomery County Community College, 600 seat theater coming soon. Look, great, amazing equipment. If you're out there listening and you're in a band and you want to come down here, you should. Absolutely. So look, that's I think that was one of the things as we were kind of wrapping up the eleventh season here of the Kiss Room to really thank everybody that's been tuned in. Now it's funny, obviously we played the Kiss Room house band earlier, and as I was putting songs together to play as we were, um, you know, gonna think about the show, I, I really I felt like I couldn't go out on this episode, which may always means a lot to me because it's the start. This is the Kiss Room house band, and if you haven't heard this. And as a KISS fan, if this does not move you, please check your pulse. This is the KISS Room House Band on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Well, I think for KISS, we'll try to 
bring the uh, the creation of kids, the fantasy, the superhero characters, into a place where they'll stand on their own. It won't necessarily be Peter Chris or, or Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley or Ace Fraley, but they'll be characters on their own that could last forever, 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 forever.
house band I love that I really feel like uh, Kiss ought to do something with that song montage of video would be amazing something like that would be really cool one thing I'm going to say before we go one last kiss that was I used that on the Kiss Room demos project which look if you're not familiar first of all if you're listening two hours into it I love you because uh, you know we really have the best time ever but I think really Kiss Room House Band, you know, is really setting the bar very high. But Kiss Room Demos Project is something that I started this. There's six of them. If you go to the kissroom.com forward slash demos, okay, click on that. There's six albums worth of what was the concept was simple. If you could write a song for Kiss, if, if they came to you and said, write me a song that we can do on our next album. It could be Ace. It could be Peter. It could be a Tommy Thayer solo album. I want you creative Kiss fans out there to come up with stuff. And then it's fun. And Now, look, in December, maybe we'll have a big Kissmas party. I'll play all the songs. Whenever I have enough of them, that's when I like to play them. We used to get a lot, and then it kind of dried up, almost like people decided, well, you know, look, Classic 78, when they were just called Classic. They sent me their demo. That was part of the demos project was was one, an unfinished kind of first yeah. version. Yeah, the bar is set really high. Those guys are amazing. Kiss Room House Band sets the bar very high because they're amazing. But if you're out there and you like, you know, you have some uh, songwriting capability, you have a song in your heart that you can't wait to get out, you know, look, maybe even write the lyrics down and, and contact your friends on Facebook and say, hey, look, who wants to collaborate with me? I'll write some music, you write some lyrics. Kiss Room Demos Project, like I said, it's a fun thing that we did. That sounds very Barry Manilow. Kiss Room, Mike. Well, you know, look, you, you, you know, you figure if, if uh, you know, look, I'll play that too. That'd be fun. But the, uh, you know, when you think about it, all those different kind of things, I know there are a lot of creative, talented Kiss fans out there who like to do fun things. Plus, that girl at the Wawa, when she knows that your song has been played on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet all around the world, she's going to wink at you just a little longer when you're getting your coffee. <laughs> Might give you a free hoagie. You know, maybe. You never know. Look, say, I was on the kiss room. Oh, I'm going to ring you up. Yeah. Hey. Ring a ding ding. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you never know. You never know because it's, it's prestigious. But anyway, like, look, I know Iron Fist, Mike Rule, if you're listening, Iron Fist usually cooks up a song. I think they've been on every one of those. But if you're just looking for some new music, go to thekissroom.com, click on the demos page. Like I said, there's a page full of MP3s. They're broken up into albums, but you can make your own that you want 
There's a lot of really great songs that I guarantee most of them you never heard unless you've been listening to The Kiss Room for a long time because most of them, they were demos. They were things that never got a lot of life, which is why people were sending them to me. But it's great fun. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You're going to have fun with it. You're going to write some songs. Find all your friends who are collaborators. Look, if, if I can inspire you to do nothing more than go into your garage this summer with your friends banging on pots and pans and making your Kiss demo song. That's what I'm here for, people. That's all it's about. <laughs> Bobby, any last words? You didn't mention about Vinnie Vincent. What about Vinnie Vincent? That thing that's going on that oh, never yeah, slipped under the wire. I don't really know wire. about it. That's, I guess I didn't really. You know, it's that, funny. I, I guess there's a there's a small contingent that follow still what he's doing. But, I mean, he's another one. Just charges a ton to go sit and listen to him, which I don't, I don't know. And so do what? Like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on the cruise. Look, I'd, I'd buy an album. If he puts a new album on, I'd buy it. You know, if it came out like the same as we've told this story before. He was at the convention the one year just at a table. Selling his EP, I bought it. You know, it's not as good as the Vinnie Vincent Vase or anything, but it's good. I mean, it's it's a lot of noodling. You know, it's a lot of really kind of, you know, bam. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'll leave that to some of the other podcasts that maybe go to that. I don't know. That's not me. Yeah, so. I, I I don't know. So yeah, I'm glad I, you're back. I missed you while yeah, you were gone. I'm fun. back for a while. Next thing is, uh, you know, Disney at the end of the month. So I'll I'll be happy there. You know, I'll be in my happy place. <laughs> And then after that, it's, uh, you know, wow, I was supposed to do, uh, t I might do Taylor Swift tomorrow, you know, do some photography there. there. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, summer's getting crazy busy. I got Mr. Nugent again at the Keswick, and then Frampton, and then Culture Club, and nice. you name it. This whole summer's so like. you're a karma chameleon. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know. But do you really want to hurt me, man? No, of course not. <laughs> Michael, any last minute thoughts? I'm just happy to be here, and uh, yeah, yeah, we love having Mr. It's Cappuccino. beautiful outside. It's just you know, oh, it's gorgeous. Kiss room in the, I guess, unofficial summer because we're not quite in the summer. We're but, not just not quite, about a week uh, away. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Bobby's in his shorts and his flip flops. Who knows? Maybe next yeah. time we're doing this, we'll be in the, we'll have a little pool in here and we'll all be in bathing suits. We'll see. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. It's for that? That's why it's if for I'm radio. In, no, right? no, if I'm if I'm in a bathing suit, believe me, we'll lose every. Well, but it's radio. You can imagine yeah, me. You can have luck. You can imagine me however you like. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Look, and thanks to everybody that's listening. Like I said, I did say this is the last issue of the Kiss Room for the 11th season. Not wrapping it up. There will be a 12th season. It will start in June. So come back and listen to us then. People, just like Gene said at the People! end of that, he said, you know, be kind, be safe, take good care of yourself. That's all it's about. Give everybody a nice hug. You never know how many laps are on the track you've got. Have as much fun as you can, people, because that is what it's all about. You're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Nothing but love. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? i tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but 
Don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird <laughs>